Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Today is episode number 41 of Timberwolves Explosion. And today also is Tuesday, December the 15th, 2009. Got a pretty loaded show today, and I'm not just saying that, so I've got a lot to cover in a fairly short time. So, first and foremost, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. We are also carried on TimberwolvesPress.com. All right. The guest of the show today, well, we've got five games to cover. I'm not going to get super in-depth into every single one of them. Uh, the L.A. and Sacramento games, <sighs> not so sure how deep I want to get into those. Especially that Sacramento one, and because for the sake of time also, and it's just the Sacramento game was so disgusting. Toronto and New Orleans, but, you know, I got some stuff talk about there, absolutely, especially that New Orleans game, holy moly, <laughs> and uh, last night was uh, the game of the week, you could argue that New Orleans was, but uh, last night, absolutely the game of the week, spectacular finish, very similar, eerily similar to New Orleans and Minnesota, not quite, it wasn't on an inbounds pass to Chris Paul, <laughs> that's a hint of what I'm going to get to, uh, it wasn't like the inbounds pass to Chris Paul with New Orleans, you know, when it came to what Mr. Flynn did last night against Utah, the other great point guard from that draft. So, that was the 05 draft, by the way. So here we go. Time to talk Timberwolves. Also today, besides the games, I'm going to talk about Ramon Sessions, a little trade talk. Not necessarily trade rumor, but a little trade talk, trade possibilities, and... Um, also going to do a little dabbling on Real GM also. A little deal about Kevin Love. A little deal about Kevin Love and Randy Whitman. Just a little bit there. Not a uh, not a raving endorsement of Randy Whitman. And I can't imagine why there would ever have been a raving endorsement of Coach Randy Whitman last year. I uh, <laughs> no idea. I have no idea why, why he was the head coach of this team. So, December the 8th. In Toronto, Air Canada Center, the former home of the infamous Vince Carter. This game, well, folks, this was an iPod game. Yes, this was an iPod game. You know why? Well, I have the league pass on my iPod. That's the first reason why it was an iPod game. The second reason, the game was not carried locally at all or nationally. And why would it ever be carried nationally? The Wolves are having a very hard time getting that accomplished. Of course, they just might finally get to get to be on... NBA TV, which is a semi-national, you could say, if you have NBA TV, and I'm lucky enough to be one of those. Uh, if they don't cancel it, it's Washington Wizards this coming Saturday. But yeah, when it's not carried on local or national TV, the game will not be blacked out, even though it's a local team. So they always black out local teams if they're on any form of television. Uh, so, in the local market. So, there you go. It was an iPod game, and uh, it was an interesting experience. Johnny Flynn showing what a true point guard is. 17.8 assist performance. Three steals as well. This guy was everywhere. He was very gutty. Did not shoot well. Only 6 of 14 from the floor. Jefferson struggled, but hey, he is rebounding the basketball, and that's what I love. Kevin Love also. Well, he played well, but he wasn't perfect. Let's just say that. And Wayne Ellington kind of coming back to the pack. Sessions had a nice game off the bench. Very efficient in only 15 and a half minutes. Very efficient indeed, with an 8.5 assist performance, or excuse me, 5 rebound, 2 assist performance, 4 of 7 from the floor. 
But enough of the numbers. Let's get into the actual uh, talkers here. It's Flynn's development, man. We're t- <laughs> His playmaking skills are really starting to look good. They, they really are. He's starting to really look like a true point guard. That, that, he had a really sweet pass inside to Jefferson. Talk about threading the needle. And then he had an even bigger, uh, <laughs> even better rebound and big-time lead pass to Damian Wilkins for the dunk. That was a, uh, that was like Kevin Love. That was just, it was Kevin Love, and it was Damian Wilkins again. The pass was almost full court, and it was perfect lead pass. Perfect. It was like Brett Favre throwing it to Sidney Rice or something, you know, or Brett Favre if Randy Moss was on the team. I mean, it was perfect. Drop the bread in the basket, baby. From that far away, I just, it was really cool. Sessions and Love, as mentioned, they really uh, were a factor in in this particular game. They helped the Wolves on an 11-1 run at the end of the third quarter. That brought the Wolves back into the game. The Raptors had taken an 11-point lead at that point. And I was about to turn off the iPod and say, screw it. But granted, I don't really do that. As the Raptors' three-point shooting got so bad that it was an (laughs) over 16, that it was over 16 early in the fourth quarter. They were over 16 from three-point range, folks. 0 for 16. Flynn also had a nice three to get the Wolves within two midway through the fourth, but there he also stole the ball from Turkle, who escaped on a break to tie the game. I mean, he just absolutely stepped it up, and his clutch play is starting to get better. It really is. He had a, he had a, he had a big shot under duress as well in that fourth quarter. But, of course, wouldn't you know, the Raptors' three-point drought would end and Bargnani, ugh, Bargnani, oof, hit a three to put Toronto up five. That was kind of a, a, a mini dagger, you could say. It's like, ah, here we go. Flynn again, thread the needle to Jefferson a second time, and then had another steal later on there. But unfortunately, things would fall apart when Flynn and Love had a miscommunication and turned the ball over. Uh, Flynn tried to... Flynn tried to do a... Uh, Perimeter pass behind the back to Kevin Love. Kevin Love went the opposite direction. The ball was stolen. It was just a flat miscommunication. The announcers, because I had to listen to Toronto, they constantly were saying, oh, what a careless pass by Flynn, careless pass by Flynn. Well, I, I think both I think both were at fault there in terms of, yeah, it might have been kind of careless because it was behind the back, but Kevin Love misread the play. So that's on Kevin Love, too. Flynn had a real big grimace in his face. He was grimacing at Kevin Love and saying, come on. You could kind of see him saying that. Um, and at that point, yeah, this was a that was a must-score situation. The Wolves are down by two in a very tight situation. Very little time left. That ended up basically putting an end to the game. Toronto, of course, goes on to win 94-88. to That is not an easy place to win. And, of course, and the last time the Wolves won in Toronto... 04, early 04, when the Timberwolves were the best team in the league other than maybe the Indiana Pacers. That was a awesome year, and they even talked about it. Nice to hear that. So now it's another back-to-back deal. I mean, this just seems to be always a back-to-back deal. Wolves head, or head back home from Toronto to New Orleans. So here we go. Do the Wolves come back and win, just like they did Friday to Saturday, to come after losing to New Orleans, come home and play Utah? No, well, the Wolves did not win that game. The Wolves were winning the entire game against the New Orleans Hornets. Now, of course, the first half ended in a tie, but, man, oh, it was Johnny Flynn's chance, second chance to go at Chris Paul, who had another amazing uh, night. Statistically, I guess, he did have five turnovers, no steals, so that's the good part. He had only eight last time. That didn't make look, That didn't make Flynn or Sessions look real good. 
14 assists, though, was the key. And a Johnny Flynn-like line in terms of 6 of 14 from the floor. <laughs> but Flynn, very efficient. He only shot the ball nine times, still went up with 14 points, nine assists. A really nice game. So Flynn, at this point, continuing to look like that true point guard that I personally have always dreamed of. Ryan Gomes continuing his hot play with 21 points in this particular game. Six rebounds as well. Jefferson had a 16-rebound game. 16-rebound game for Big L Jefferson. As again, this guy's rebounding has really, really improved. I mean, he was averaging about six rebounds a game through the first month of the year. Now look at him. Look at Al Jefferson's rebounding. Man. (laughs) McClellan loves averaging about 11 a game. Jefferson's at about 9.5, but that's a pretty... Big improvement in uh, in about a two- to three-week span for Al Jefferson. That tells you he's rebounding the living you-know-what out of the ball. It's a, it's a great thing to see. Ellington, again, struggling. I think he shot the ball too much. 0 for 4 from three-point range. And I'm going to say again, Ellington taking threes is a very frustrating thing to watch right now. As I... I just... I, I didn't like what I see from that. But I'll, I'll get into this because he did do some good things. He did some good. He did do some good things, and he actually looked pretty good at certain points in this game. So when he recovered a loose ball, Zinga passed into Hollins for an and one. That was beautiful. That showed a little bit of value there. As Jefferson set up uh, Brewer with a beautiful backdoor pass. Brewer missed the reverse layup, and Jefferson made an awesome putback. Again, showing Jefferson's ability to rebound and show some more athleticism has returned. That that Triangle Trouble episode and the episode after that, boy, things have certainly changed since then, haven't they? I mean, look at Al Jefferson. He, he is flying out there. He's rebounding. You didn't really see Jefferson do many putbacks pr- the, the previous year when, when he was healthy before he hurt his knee. So that's really, that's really cool to see. I'm pretty excited when I see some more versatility and athleticism from Big Al. I mean, his passing skills have greatly improved. They really have. Flynn's development as a point guard has taken yet another step forward. Looking fantastic in this game. (laughs) Play after play, setting up play after play. A nice give and go with Gomes on a perfect lead pass. That was just a beautiful play. Gomes, Flynn, and then just boom, Gomes able to score there. Uh, Just a nice thing to see. A a really well-played game by the Wolves, but boy, did they blow it. Wolves had a 16-point lead at one point in this game. The Hornets went on a 15-2 run late in the third to pull within three. That run finally ended with a baseline jumper by Ellington. Jefferson's first or 3,000th career rebound was a big one. An offensive rebound to keep the Wolves alive. It went trailing by one. That was pretty big because uh, Kevin Love also had a huge block on Collison with the game tied. With three minutes to go. That was big. I mean, you know, the nice young point guard over there in Nolens. The Wolves' execution down the stretch, though, was pretty rough. Flynn forced up an air ball. An air ball. And Gomes had an off-balance shot in traffic. I don't know what he's doing. That's why, that's it's like, how many times do I even have to mention Gomes is not good in traffic? And he took an off-balance shot in traffic. The only good part was the Wolves kept getting offensive rebounds, and that saved their ass in that play. The Hornets, though, would get the ball, trailing by one with 5.9 seconds to play. So, here we go. All the Wolves need to do is make a stop. You know the ball's going to Chris Paul, right? He's going to inbound the ball, and 
inevitably they're gonna it's just gonna be a give and go, so to speak, or just he's gonna get the ball back immediately. He did. And unbelievably, folks, unbelievably no one was on him when he got the ball back and he got a layup. He got a layup. The Hornets lead by one with one point four left. What the bleep, folks? What the bleep was that? I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. What uh, Johnny Flynn, as much as I like him, what a rookie mistake that was. And I'm telling you, this is a big rookie mistake. It cost him the game. As uh, what, what happened was, Flynn was standing up kind of towards the key, and Chris Paul had the easiest angle to the around the baseline I, I've, I've ever seen. All Flynn had to do was back up a little bit, and he would have been perfect. I don't know what he was thinking that Chris Paul was going to go up and maybe launch a three-pointer. He's not going to launch a three-pointer with that much time left and with that big of a gap. I mean, I sure the hell wouldn't if I was Chris Paul. I would have done the same play. I knew what was going to happen before it happened. Uh, but hey, rookie mistake. Johnny Flynn, luckily, makes up for it big time with, an ex- with a very similar deal. Uh, not same spot on the floor, per se, but he won the game for us yesterday. But here was another thing, though, when you talk about that poor execution... Again, what was this? This was like a Flip Saunders play. Flip Saunders drawing out a play. One of the worst endgame coaches in history. Like late in the game, drawing out a play when you need to hit a shot of some kind. of some kind. Ellington would inbound to Kevin Love. So then they give it back to Ellington, who launched a three pretty far behind the line and missed. You're trailing by one, by the way. Why would you not inbound to Love or maybe Jefferson? I mean, you kind of have to. You kind of have to get it into a big man in that point, at, at that point. Maybe even Johnny Flynn. Wayne Ellington is not a three-point threat right now. He's supposed to be, but he's not been a three-point threat. What the hell was that? You're, so, so you have him, you have a rookie who's struggling with his range so far this year. Launch a three-pointer about three feet behind the line. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was Kurt Rambis' uh, idea. But whoever's idea that was, my God, that was pathetic. So just thought I'd air that out a little bit. That just was a bad decision. I don't know why they did it. So I'll chill out now, and for the sake of time, I'll get going here. Wolves head to Los Angeles. Oh, goody, Friday the 11th of December. Ooh, December the 11th. Uh Uh-oh. 11-12, right? No, 12-11, and then it's 11-12 because the Wolves play Sacramento the next day. Uh, the Laker game, sure, it was it was fairly entertaining. Every time L.A. would blow up and take a big lead, everybody was like, ah, screw this, we're going to lose. The uh, the Wolves would come back every single time. The Lakers would build a 10, 15-point lead, and the Wolves would be back within four. And uh, that's what kind of game it was. Flynn definitely regressed in this particular day. Sessions, and that's because Sessions, well, you know, Partially, Flynn's playing time diminished because look how good Sessions played. 7-9 from the floor, 15.5 assist performance, though he did get four turnovers. And against these Lakers, you're going to get turnovers. Kevin Love shot poorly as well as the Wolves shot 43% from the floor. Though they did make 4 of 10 from three-point range, which is okay. Love hit a three-pointer in the game. Sessions hit a three, which I cannot believe. Pavlovich and even Ellington hit a three. He only shot one. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Kevin Love, though, I guess you could say this is sort of the stat of the night. 19 rebounds. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Kevin Love also making his first start of the year, finally. 
Ryan Gomes, though, boy, did he come back to the pack. Only four points in about 30 minutes. That's about it. And unfortunately, the following game, as I'm going to get to, Gomes gets hurt. So we'll get to that in a sec. Jefferson, though, Jefferson, this is this is where this is the kind of numbers you're going to see the next couple of games here. 24 points, 13 rebound performance. L. Jefferson's back. He is back. This is the L. Jefferson we saw last year, almost the whole year, and uh, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. 10 of 18 from the floor, and you know what's even better? As I'm going to say it again, he's kind of chilled out on that baby hook. Like, sure, he takes it sometimes, but he's going underneath people now, and he's doing the and he's showing some athleticism as well. Some, some more ag- aggressive play, not just that damn baby hook. And look what happens. He's not averaging 14 points a game. He's he's, he's scoring about 20-something here. He's, he's getting his 23, 24 points night in, night out again all of a sudden. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I've been talking about all along. Not saying I'm Mr. Mr. Know-it-all, but it's that simple. I mean, just... Some of these good players get into too many bad habits, and uh, when when you shake them, boy, does it make a big difference. Uh, but the Wolves, you know, the whole game, you know, even though Kobe Bryant hurt his finger and all that, he still he still was a factor, in, you know, and uh, really in the end, though, he was just kind of chuckling on the bench. Corey Brewer, though, had probably the, the one of the plays of the entire week, a major dunk on Derek Fisher, who was basically left there sitting and staring, going, oh, wow, I can't believe this. Uh, <laughs> Corey Brewer, that was a great play. Another player, though, who got a ton of rebounds is Paul Gasol. 20 rebounds. He's not even that kind of guy, really, from what I know. Paul Gasol's never been that big of a rebounder. He even added five assist, seven assists in the game and 17 points. Paul Gasol was, uh, that's pretty, that's something else. And Bynum kind of made us look a little silly blocking our shots several times. A couple blocks on uh, Kevin Love, unfortunately. <laughs> Nathan Jawai was blocked again. I mean, uh, when Nathan Jawai is blocked, it is really ugly. Because <laughs> he'll literally be, like, holding the ball and they'll just slap it out of his hand. He doesn't even, he doesn't even like, try to ev- evade the defender, it seems like. It's, what are you doing, Nathan? <laughs> so you, you can understand why his playing time is really diminished. Just stuff like that is pretty ugly. So that's pretty much all I'm going to talk about with the Laker game. It's it just, you knew we weren't going to win. That third quarter was the nail that was the not even the nail in the coffin. It was the wooden stake in Dracula's heart. I mean, it was ball game. Huh. So, thirty to fourteen, third quarter. Forget about it. So then the following game in Sacramento. Oh goody, what a what a night, huh? What a night. Oh goody. The only encouraging thing is Al Jefferson had another huge game: twenty-six point eleven rebound performance. Kevin Love with also a double double: fourteen and twelve. Uh, Johnny Flynn struggled. Corey Brewer had another solid game, 6-9 from the floor, but lots of turnovers. And, I mean, uh, yeah, the Wolves had 17 in L.A. They had 15 in Sacramento, but it felt like 1,000. As just every single time the Kings had the ball, it seemed like they just they'd wind up with a wide-open layup. It was it was unbelievable, or some stupid three-pointer. They were 14-22 from three-point range. 14 of 22 from three-point range. No, excuse me, looking, I'm looking at the wrong stat. 6 of 21. Uh, looking at the wrong stat, I'm really sorry. But still, it felt like 14 of 22. <laughs> it really did. Jason Thompson was huge. He had Al Jefferson numbers. They kept talking about his double-double, and it's like he always averages, you know. 
he always he's just about averaging a double double anyway. So I don't know what's so exciting there. Uh, Tyreek Evans, boy, is he look good? He really does look good. And even Caspi looks good. He's another rookie. Uh, this is a pretty good basketball team. <laughs> They're not that good, but they look good against us, I guess. Ugh, Nocioni couldn't miss. 5 of 7. It just was frustrating to watch that. Who who really thinks of Nocioni as really a guy you're gonna, you really have to worry about? It was just... It, it, it was annoying to watch, to be honest. Sergio Rodriguez at 9 assists, along with Udrith with 7, and, and Tariq with 5. Ugh. Man, I mean, the Kings were everywhere. 33 assists in this game. That's why there were so many layups. It was just like almost, it was it was unbelievable. Almost every time they passed the ball, it was just somebody standing at or near the rim. And forget about it, you know. Screw it. They shot about 55% from the floor. Wolves only 43, so whatever. That's about it. Uh, that's about all I'm going to say about that game. Couldn't really bear to watch much longer. As the Wolves finally win another game, and this one was in Utah. The Wolves won in Utah on Saturday the 8th. So they win in Utah on Monday the 14th. I mean, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful stuff. Really, really crazy. And uh, here we go again. Saturday the... <laughs> Excuse me, that was, yeah, that was the 8th, I believe. Um, doesn't really matter right now. But the Wolves winning, beat, they beat Utah again, and there's something about there's something about the Utah Jazz, particularly Darren Williams and Timberwolves point guards. What's up with this? What's what's up with this? Remember, even Randy Foy had some good games at Utah last year, but uh, Johnny Flynn had a career night, and it was a beautiful thing to see. He hit his first four three-pointers in this game, missed his last two, was four of six overall, 11 of 19 from the floor, Jefferson again, twenty-three and twelve. Kevin Love, with, Kevin Love has just got a double double every night. Eleven and fourteen for him. Uh, Jefferson even added three assists. Just some nice passing overall. A real team game when it came to assists. Twenty-one total for the Wolves, and uh, the whole starting lineup had two or more, and only one player had two. That was Kevin Love. Damian Wilkins returns to the starting lineup because of what happened to Ryan Gomes in the Sacramento game. I didn't even. Mentioned the actual detail, I apologize. He uh, turned his ankle, looked like he turned his knee as well. Luckily, the knee is okay, but uh, Gomes had to miss this this game, and uh, he, he's day-to-day -day at this point, but he sounded pretty upbeat, at least. Uh, the Wolves, though, you, you could kind of see something was going to happen last night. You just hope and pray that the execution down the stretch would, would, would be enough. Corey Brewer, see, not only... Did Johnny Flynn had a big game, but look at Corey, but Corey Brewer was explosive down the stretch. Fast breaks all over the place. Even hit some jumpers. 8 of 15 from the floor. 22.4 assists, 5 rebound game. Even had 2 steals. Kind of like a Gerald Wallace out there. <laughs> Just a really nice game. Even Alexei Petrov was a factor yesterday. And, even, and Sessions was solid. Not Nothing great, but was solid. He added five rebounds in 11 and a half minutes. How about that? With to go with his six points, um, the guy was pretty valuable down the stretch. But nobody was more valuable than Johnny Flynn in this game. Darren Williams, though, my goodness, this is what's good about Johnny Flynn able to be able to do what he did last night. Uh, first, though, before I get into it, Mehmet Oker, yeah, he had his first two three pointers, but luckily that was it. 
I was a little worried because if Mamet Oker starts hitting threes, it's the game's over. That's just how it works. He's he's that X factor for the uh, the Utah Jazz. There is no doubt about it. He is the uh, he is the X factor for that team. Our starting center, Mr. Oker. Darren Williams, though, 38.13 assist performance, was just everywhere all the time. 14 of 18 from the line. I mean, Johnny Flynn definitely had issues. Five personal fouls, that's kind of limited his minutes. Who knows how many points Johnny Flynn would have had. That's why Ramon Sessions of the Ida, almost 20 minutes of playing time yesterday. Only 20, uh, almost, yeah, only 29 and a half for Flynn. Definitely had issues of foul trouble. But down the stretch was amazing. He was amazing. And uh, Damian Wilkins with the Wolves trailing by three had a, hit a big two-pointer down the stretch. He only had five points for the game, but that shot was amazing, and uh, it really helped the Wolves down the stretch. He played thirty, almost 33 minutes and only had five points and shot the ball four times, but hey, that shot is all that matters. Damian Wilkins is pretty clutch, but Flynn... That drive he had on, on Darren Williams was a thing of beauty, and uh, there it is. There's Johnny Flynn hitting his first game-winning shot with three seconds remaining. Williams had to just jack up a three. He he did a Wayne Ellington. It was very it's it was just so eerily similar to what happened with New Orleans last week. Flynn gets a layup and then <laughs> a long three-point attempt and missed. So there there you go. Go figure. Of course, there's a better player than Wayne Ellington, Mister. Uh, Darren Williams, but still, it was, it was just so eerie how similar things ended up, and the Wolves pull it out and go home victors. It was just a very exciting win. That's the second big road win for the Wolves. Now if we could beat teams like Sacramento and stop effing around, beat teams like the New Orleans Hornets, that's what matters. And now forgive me for throwing in a kind of a kind of a swear word there, half of a swear word, I apologize, but that's kind of how it's gotten. It's gotten so frustrating that... <laughs> I'm up here practically dropping some F-bombs on the air here. So that's that's kind of how it's come. That's what it's come to. So I apologize to some of my friends out there that might not want to hear that. Some of my listeners out there as well. Uh, so that that's the deal. The Wolves are 4-21. A very exciting game last night. Uh, just very happy how, with how things turned out. It was, it was Johnny Flynn's coming out party. Big time. Not not that he hasn't already been coming out in general, but that was really that was the Johnny Flynn we knew from uh, Syracuse. Three pointers and slashing. It was just wooey. It was a beautiful thing to see. Uh, I I really loved what I saw. So I'm gonna take a real quick break here, and uh, I gotta get into this article real quick. <laughs> And we are back here on Tim Rolf's Explosion, episode number 41, which is a reminder for iPod users along with Microsoft Zoom and other MP3 users. So real quick, a couple of things to get to. And uh, <laughs> I want to go too crazy here. First of all, that injury to Ryan Gomes and ended his streak of consecutive games played at 203. He played in every single game. For the Minnesota Timberwolves before that, so that's definitely a shame. He will have an MRI done in the Twin Cities today, so that must have been uh, probably done already. No result that I can see. Also, the Timberwolves are hanging on to Mark Blunt's contract, so it can be used as part of a possible trade. Uh, very interesting thought when you see that there. It's like you wonder. It, it almost kind of sounds like there might be something floating out there. Like no guarantee that anything's going to happen, but it's just like 
there might be a kind of partial offer on the table or talks going on and part of a possible trade. And obviously that could mean it could be something fairly big because that's about $8 million and uh, $8 million and maybe someone else with Blunt and then maybe two players coming back. It could, it could be, I have no idea who it is. Uh, and also the talk here is that how, we get back into trades here immediately. The Wolves can now officially trade any free agents they signed this summer as of December the 15th. That would be today, December the 15th, 2009. So, <laughs> Ramon Sessions saying he didn't even know that. He didn't know it was a, a rule. Uh, they also, ESPN.com recently list, listed Sessions, number five on a top five list of recently signed free agents most likely to be traded this season and suggested Wolves boss David Kahn signed him as an asset to be flipped sometime this season. So, it's a possibility. We, we don't know. Uh, David Kahn's comment is, no, not for us. Not for us it isn't, you know, that if it's a, if it's a significant date. Tomorrow is Tuesday. We're going home tomorrow. That's the only significance. It's like, okay, I mean, that's about what you're going to expect anyway. Sessions, by the way, signed, a, signed in September to a four year $16 million deal and uh, he scored 44 points in a game and had 24 assists in another in his young career is playing and he went from 14 to 28 minutes a night in a backup role to Johnny Flynn so uh, that's a possibility we don't know really what's going to happen yet you never know maybe it's Sessions and Blunt you never know it wouldn't surprise me because somebody's going to get traded within the next two years versus Rubio and Sessions I mean you're not going to have Rubio, Sessions, and Flynn on the same roster, I can't imagine. That wouldn't make much sense. Even if Sessions can play with Flynn and maybe Rubio can play with Flynn, I don't know. Um, None of them can hit a... The only one of them that can hit a three-pointer is Johnny Flynn. And to be honest, that's the guy I'd probably rather have running the point at this point in time. Pun intended, point in time. Okay, that was really stupid. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Sessions has definitely been reduced to a backup role, limited in his playing time. Um, we'll see what happens, though. We'll see what happens with that. One final thing here is that Kevin Love, Kevin Love, women wouldn't let me shoot threes, they say. (laughs) He says, uh, they say that Timberwolves, this is from uh, Real GM, excuse me, Timberwolves forward Kevin Love expressed his frustration with former coach Randy Women when discussing his three-point attempts recently. During his rookie season, Love attempted 19 three-pointers in 81 games. This season, he's appeared in just seven games due to a broken hand that caused him to miss time, but he's already 7 for 11 from downtown. Talk about efficiency. Kevin Love's comment, I forget the coach's name. Wow. But at the beginning of the year last season, he didn't want me shooting any any shot outside of 10 feet. So that kind of threw me off. I shot the ball well my whole life. Now this season I have a coach who trusts me and wants me to shoot outside. It feels a lot better knowing he has faith in me out there because I can knock down that shot all day. Hey, and that's a that's a cool thing. Love was reminded that Whitman was the team's coach last season. Yeah, he said, no comment. Wow. <laughs> yeah, not a rating endorsement for coach. Former... Former, former, Coach Randy Whitman. 
Yeah, I would be a little frustrated as well if I had a more of a versatile game and the coach would not allow me to do that. And frankly, I can actually relate a little bit to that too. People that thought I was a power forward and I'm more of a perimeter player. Hello, you know, Love is not a perimeter player, but when you're six foot ten and can be uh, pretty deadly from three point range, you might want to use it. I mean, you don't want to be Antoine Walker jacking up nine three pointers and being two for nine, pissing everybody off. But that's not Kevin Love's game. And uh, he's, yeah, he, he only shoots about two or three a game, and he makes one or two. So, thank you. Thank you for that, and that's also much more of a reigning endorsement of Coach Kurt Rambis. So that's two L.A. guys, basically, right there. Rambis isn't necessarily L.A., but close. Love is pretty much L.A., so there you go. Sounds good. The Showtime Wolves, I guess, somewhat. <laughs> so that's going to pretty much conclude things here. Uh, before I go, though, I would like you to call into our phone lines, 736-7877, do call into that, treat it as a voicemail, as uh, mentioned you're calling in for Trimble's Explosion, do leave your comment, whatever it is, and your name and town, whatever it is, unless you're a fellow podcaster, you don't have to necessarily leave your town. And uh, speaking of fellow podcasters, Rusty or PMAC, Rusty and PMAC, hey guys, give me a call. Give my show a call. Come on. Hop on board. I was real happy to call into the crossover. That was a blast. Check out that show. It's the best. It is the best. I love it. Uh, Call into the show, guys, if you can. There's my little bat signal out to you. Also, sign up for the message boards on thesportstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner of the front page of the website. Click on that. There's a, and then on the left side, it'll say register. Click on that, and bada-bing, bada-boom. Keep your uh, screen name to something that makes sense, and it isn't just a jumbled pile of crap. That's because it would probably be deleted if it's just a bunch of random letters because it'll look a lot like spam. So there you go. We're going to call it a day here. show's about four minutes, over 30 minutes, all about five minutes. So that's that's fine. can't imagine that's too bad. <laughs> So again, I thank all of you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Do take care.